G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. My name is Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow your faith all throughout the week. Today, I'm super excited because we are launching our Easter series called What's the Difference? We're really talking about what's the difference that Jesus makes. Well, does he even make a difference? We're going to chat about that throughout the next four weeks at Beyond Church, Beyond at Home, and Beyond the Message podcast. So we're really keen to get diving into this topic. And so Chris and I today, we asked the question, how do I obtain peace with God and what difference will that really make in my life? So I really hope you enjoy part one of this series. Chris, one of the most interesting Beyond a Homes, I'm going to put it out there. Um, really? I got around Beyond a Home this week and yes. just noticed that you were doing two things at once. Um, a lot of the things. It was yeah. just playing in a park and the other was just spitting fire and giving us part one of um, the WTD, which stands for what's the difference? Because I'm just a bit slow today. I, I would say most of that is due to, due to producer Pat. Just, producer Pat, is that what we're calling him? I love it. Well, I just think it sounds cool off the tongue. It does. Producer Pat. And I noticed Pat. Uh, filming near one of my old houses that I used yes. to have a lot of fun at. Oh, I noticed the park. Oh, spent, yeah. Spent many a time at the sand pit of the local park. You will not believe that was the third location we went to to try and film that. Because we went to one around the corner from my house and then the... Um, incredible people at the Morton Bay Council decided that that was the time they were going to whip a snip, which is totally fine. You've got to get it done. They're allowed to do um, it. Just inconvenient. Then we went to another local park in Griffin and that one was under construction for, I don't know what reason, but there were like all big barricades, like the fencing around it. Was this the Harry Potter park? No. Uh, no, nah, it was down the bottom on the Dolly's Rocks Road side. Yep, no, gotcha. Um, over in there. And then, yeah, we were finally just driving around randomly near your place and we were like, I reckon we can make this park work. That's awesome. And uh, just for reference, there is a Harry Potter park in this in the suburb that we have a church. Um, oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I've never been there. I need to, I'm going to check it out this week. Well, you need to, it's, it's iconic. People go there, travel there for the Harry Potter park. I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan. Maybe that's why Truth. I didn't know about it. That is why. Well, we could talk about anything like Harry Potter or Batman with you, Chris, for ages. Um, but let's get cracking in because we are mm. at on the uh on the start of a brand new series called what's the difference and chris would you mind giving us just the two second recap or kind of a pitch for this series as we head into easter really with this one yeah so this is pretty much like a lead into easter series and i think um if you're i think at some point even if you're a jesus follower um but particularly if you're kind of maybe new to faith or exploring faith you got questions about faith like christmas makes sense um because it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a cultural thing. There's Santa Claus, there's Rudolph, there's lights. Um, there's a lot of good times. But Easter's kind of like, like, what is that? Like the Easter bunny is not as cool as Santa Claus. Like chocolate's cool, but it's not like a new bike. Um, and so I think a lot of people can just ask, like, what's the deal with Easter? Like, what's the big, like, what does Easter make a difference? And, um, and so with this series, we kind of wanted to look and explore that question, you know, well, what what is the difference? What difference does Jesus make? Um, and what difference 
does Easter make ultimately as we move towards um move towards Easter Sunday? Yeah, that's great. Well, let's get cracking with our hmm. kind of four questions of the four Monday and of the message today. And Chris, um, well, I actually want to let you know, if you haven't watched the Beyond at Home, if you don't know any context, this message, I think it's down to seven minutes you had it this week, Chris. Um, yeah, we're just trying to make them a little bit more friendly for people to share with friends. It was incredibly friendly. And so I'd recommend um, checking it out to get some extra context for this podcast. Um, but you started by talking a bit about kind of our personal relationships. And Chris, I wanted to ask you, what makes our relationships challenging? You kind of use this framework or language around our relationships stalling. Mm. So what makes our personal relationships stall? Yeah, well, what, what, um, what happens is we become indifferent to, to the relationships or we become indifferent to really anything. Um, but we become indifferent to something when we don't see the difference it's making in our lives. So we become indifferent to things like, you know, if you start this brand new diet, you know, and all of a sudden you don't see any results or you start maybe a new workout program and you don't get the results you thought you were going to get, you kind of think like, ah, oh, is this really making a difference? And then so over time you become indifferent towards it and then it causes things to stall. Um, and the same, the same is true of faith. You know, if we don't see the difference that it makes in our life, then we kind of become indifferent towards it. And so then that relationship just starts to stall. Um, and then, because indifference, that whole idea of indifference, it's, it's easy to relate to um, relationships, uh, sorry, to um, diets and maybe subscriptions and Netflix and all that. Um, but when it comes specifically to relationships, the way I framed it was this idea that, um, and I'm just having a little bit of a mental blank about That's what okay. I spoke about yesterday. Um, but just looking at the, just look, gosh, I really am having a mental <laughs> blank. It's a Monday afternoon and my, my brain is gone. Might um, too, Chris. Don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. We can, um, we can, where we, where, yeah. So I said that relationships stall when we don't know where we stand. We got there in the end. We did. <clears throat> so, kind of this question that, like, the question that we sort of said, you know, often a great relational a, con a question to help context in relationships is the idea, the idea of like, how are we doing? Um, and often that's a really fun question to ask when things are going well. Uh, but not a fun question to ask when we're not sure of the answer. Um, and I'm sure some of our listeners have probably got that text um, from someone they were dating and it was like, hey, we need to talk. Yeah. And everyone knows what that text means. It means like, hey, we need to like redefine or we need to like have a discussion about where we're at relationally. I don't know about you, Chris, but I feel like that question has come into play with um, housemates, definitely. Mm. With, um, like like you know boyfriends girlfriends that that kind of thing you know in the past i uh, don't often have to ask that with my wife which is good uh we're pretty solid i hope you are too chris um but you know like i, I think that what, I, what i'm trying to say is that i think that that question comes into play with really close relationships um you know you're not asking the the person you sit next to uni like how are we doing it's a it's a more personal connection like a lot closer deeper connection that you have with the person that would cause you to ask that question yeah, and I think it's people you have like lots of contact with. So you could probably ask it of like maybe people you work with, like, hey, like, are we good? Like, what's what's the deal here? Like, are we doing all right? Um, yeah, and I think like that's one of the things we want in our relationships. We want to know, hey, give me some clarity for this. Give me some context for this and uh, and let me know. And one of the things, and we, I think this, we really don't like asking this question in our culture. And here's here's why I think this is because of this phenomenon called ghosting. You know, like people, 
people get really uncomfortable. And this, this happens so much is, you know, like I hear stories about, you know, how, oh, I was dating them. And then I was like, oh, how's it going? A week later, I'm going to be like, oh, they, they ghosted me. Like, what do you mean they ghosted you? I'm like, yeah, like I was trying to like text them. And then all of a sudden, like I realized they'd unfollowed me on Instagram and they'd block my number. And I'm like, what? Um, so, so this is a question we're not really great at yeah, asking yeah. culturally at the moment. And that's kind of seen by the rise of ghosting because people just don't want to say, hey, look, I don't know if I like you as much as I thought I did. Or I don't know if this relationship is the relationship I want. or I don't know if this context is good. And so, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And I guess we can ask that question to someone else. And if the relationship is worth fighting for, we generally have a conversation and we discuss mm-hmm. it. Um, but for people who are considering, you know, asking this question to God, because this mm-hmm. is where we're heading with this episode is we're saying, how are we doing God? Like, how are we, how are we going? Yeah. Um, and for some people who might not have a framework of what it looks like to talk to God, like what the heck firstly would that even look like is to, to ask God, how are we doing? But I guess that the follow-up to that is um, where should my relationship with God be going? Um, and how should it be doing in the context of me and God? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good question. The way I like question, to Chris. big question, the way I like to think of it is cause you know, you know, I'm a simple guy. So I like simple answers to things. And I think the answer is that it should be growing now. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, growing looks different in different seasons and in different stages of a relationship. And so if you, if you think about it, you know, in terms of, um, a dating relationship, because that's kind of easy to wrap our heads around, you know, in the in the first, you know, months or year or so that you're having such big, long conversations, and you've got lots of questions and you're learning and you're learning and you're learning. And then as you, you go through life, you develop a new way and a new appreciation for each other. And you get to this point in life, um, in marriage, if you, you know, you get married and you start to be with someone for a long time where you begin it's not so much about like oh look how long we talk into the night it's the idea of well we're comfortable enough with each other to be able to sit in silence and enjoy things together um or now we start to look at well hey well, how do we begin to blend our lives together at this stage and then when you have children it's like okay well how do we begin to grow now with a new addition to our family and how do we navigate that and then when the children move out of home and parent they become you become an empty nester it's like, hey, how do we grow in this season that we're in? Um, and so it, the feeling is different because the feeling is not supposed to be the same throughout every season. And I think one of the dangers relationally and also with our relationship with God is we can have this nostalgic view of like, oh, I just want to go back to when we were, it was new and it was fresh. And we're going to talk about that in part three of this series. But like, and I just want it all to be new again and fantastic again. It's kind of like, well, do, do you really? Because like, I like it more now that I know my wife super, super well. When in the early stay, days, I didn't, I didn't know that much about her. Um, I love knowing all the things that she likes, the things that she doesn't like. I like knowing what her goals are and I like being able to support her. Whereas in the early stages, I was just kind of figuring that out. Um, and so I think sometimes when it comes to our relationship with God, we have this idea of like, oh, well, when I was new to faith, I had all these questions and I was like, had, was wrestling through all these big things at once. And it was kind of this pivotal moment. And now, now I don't have the same questions and I don't have the same wrestles. And it's like, well, good. You shouldn't have the same questions. You know, if you've been a Jesus follower for a while, you should have answered those questions. And now you should have a new season 
that you're embracing and you're learning how to figure that out. So short answer is growing, um, but the long answer is growing looks different in different seasons and different stages. Yeah. Is like really quickly, is there any way to know whether you're growing? Is it simply that you have a new set of questions or is it uh, like, I don't know, what is there any framework around growing a relationship? Yeah, look, I, I think um, at some at some level, you've got to, um, you've got to be able to measure something. I think if you can't measure something, it becomes really hard to, you know, answer that question. Are we growing? Um, we, we talk about it at Beyond all the time in terms of engagement, you know, and just asking that question. We sort of, you know, you don't have to agree, but we always, we think, so there's four ways to engage is to invite, connect, serve, and give. And I think if you, the thing I always say to people is if you feel like your relationship with God is kind of stalled, or if you feel like you're not growing, then the first place to kind of go is and, and is ask those questions like, hey, when was the last time I, I took a leap of faith and invited someone? And sometimes it can be like, man, maybe I'm not growing because I'm not praying for people who don't know Jesus. Like I'm not, I'm not praying the sort of prayers that God would want me to pray. Uh, maybe you ask the question, hey, are you in a group? And it might be like, oh, well, actually, I haven't been to a group in a month. Like, oh, actually, I disconnected from a group. And, and so now it's kind of like, well, maybe the way you need to go is you need to re-engage and you need to be vulnerable and you need to grow with other people and allow them to grow with you. Um, it could be serving because maybe you're like, oh, look, I, I'm not growing. But now it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. God's got a story for you to write and God's got a part for you to play in that story. And when you sit on the sidelines and you don't serve and you don't contribute, well, not only are you missing out on the part that God has to play, but someone else is missing out because they need you to play your part. And so maybe what you need is to test your faith by jumping out of your comfort zone and, and serving in an area. And then finally, um, it comes to giving, you know, like are your finances ordered around putting Jesus first? And maybe that's a growth point for you. Kind of like, oh, geez, I don't know. And the thing with all those things is they're always going to be uncomfortable. Mm. They're always going to be uncomfortable, right? And there's always a next step in each of those. Yeah. Yeah. You can always, always take the next leap of faith, as you said, in, in each of those steps. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Hopefully that provides a little bit of framework around. It's just a good starting point. Yeah. I think anyway, yeah. that's it. Uh, shifting gears. I think a little mm. bit, Chris, cause I, I love it when people talk about this um, yep. and it's pinning Christianity against different or other world religions. And you made mm. a, a brief comment in the, uh, in the beyond a home i uh, uh, heard about christianity being different so I'm, I'm just so curious like you know in the context of what we're talking about yeah. um is christianity truly different from other world religions or is it just another one or is you know how would we even know it's the real one i, I just love these kind of questions because i know a lot of people are asking them yeah and i think it's a it's, it's a good question because i think a lot of people have this idea in their mind that Christianity is is one among many competitors, you know, is one among lots of religions. And um, for me, Christianity is truly different on a number of levels. And um, the way I was looking at it on the weekend was the way in which we're made right with God. Um, so Christianity, there's a number of ways Christianity is different. One of them is how we're made right with God, um, primarily because we're not made right with God through our actions, you know, so Islam has the seven pillars and, um, you know, different like uh, Judaism um, has, you know, obedience to the covenant. And there's a lot of different world religions that have effectively a lot of pathways to God and, uh, and a lot of behaviors and prayers that you're supposed to do. A lot of people are probably familiar 
um, with the Muslim, uh, with the number of times they have to pray throughout the day. And that's kind of showing their obedience and their submission to Allah. Um, and so it's almost like that, that in these world religions, you kind of behave a certain way and it's kind of, hey, God, look at the way I've behaved. Now I can kind of be made right with you. I get my ticket into heaven. Um, and Christianity is different because it says we're not actually made right by living a certain way. Um, we're made right by through Jesus, through Jesus' death and his resurrection. Um, the other way Christianity slightly differs, and I didn't touch on this in the message, but um, Jesus makes some claims about himself that no other major figure of world religion makes, like Allah never claimed, oh, sorry, um, Muhammad, rather, never claimed he was God. Muhammad was a prophet of Allah. Krishna never claimed he was God. Um, the Buddha never claimed he was God. Jesus, though, Jesus made some very specific claims and said, like, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life, which, which indicated that he was like, through me, you get to heaven. In other words, like, I am God in human form. And there's a whole bunch of other claims that Jesus made that kind of reinforce this. But Jesus didn't just claim to be like a, a mouthpiece or a prophet or a, a teacher. Jesus actually claimed, no, 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 I am God, which separates him from, from every other world religion. Yeah, right. Okay, so some pretty clear differences. And I guess um, following this thread into the next question is, is around uh, accessing that. Like, how do we, like you said that, that Jesus comes to us and like, is that bridge to God? But like, how do we access that or, you know, like obtain peace with God? Because I think, like it's it's no good being different if we can't access it, right? Like it, that's it's, good. <laughs> I like that. So it says um, in the passage we looked at um, on the weekend in Romans um, five, chapter one, it says therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us, or what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. So really obtaining peace with God, um, how we obtain that is we just, we just placed our trust in Jesus that he did die on the cross for our sins, that there is nothing that we can do or have to do in order to earn our way into heaven, but we just place our trust or our faith, um, that word um, faith is pistis, so trust um, in, in the, the work that Jesus did on the cross. And um, for me, I don't know, I think the difference that that will make in your life is that you will never have to guess where you stand with God. Like you, because of what Jesus did, and if you embrace that, you never have to second guess yourself about where you stand with God. Sure, you can, you can go through seasons like we all do, where we feel like, God, do you care? God, are you unsure? And in those seasons, like what Paul, I think, would say is like, well, just, just look back to the cross. Just look back to that event in history. If you want to know what God thinks about you, if you want to know where you stand with God, just remember that God's already made a stand and God's already very clearly stated what he thinks about you and what your position is with him. Yeah. Wow. I just like when you, when you put it like that, like <laughs> that, that kind of gives us a little bit of a, it, you want to follow it. You want to follow it better. Don't you? Like when you hear that, that's actually the truth. Because I think we, we have all these narratives floating around, even within the Christian faith that just aren't true, that don't actually fully reflect what you just said. And I think this is, and we're going to unpack this over the next um, couple of weeks with this series. And 
um, we start to throw around some heavy theological words on the podcast. We don't do this. This podcast exclusive. <laughs> podcast exclusive. Is, is what I'm talking about here in this part is this idea of justification, which is this word of like, how are we made right with God? And the reality is our justification of how we're good with God is, is all through Jesus. And then the next process is this like forming of like how we go on that journey, which is called sanctification, which is this idea of like, well, now that we are saved, how do we grow? And I think sometimes Christians get that conversation confused because you are saved, you are justified, you are made right with God through what Jesus has done. But in the next two weeks, we're going to look at, okay, well, now how do we live as a result of that? Because that's where we have some of these hard conversations. And that's, but I think where the challenge is, is sometimes people make people feel like their salvation is in doubt. Yeah. Uh, and that's never the case. Yeah. But there are sometimes, you know, like it, people, people need to be challenged. Yeah. Like you've got a seat at the table. You don't have to question your seat. Um, you have to question your seat. Yeah, it's it's just more about, you know, could you could you use the space you have at the table better? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to chasing that up next week and and really following the thread of the difference that it's going to make in our lives. Um, feels like a good spot to leave, Chris. Yeah, and bonus for the people, Riley Brown's on the podcast next week. Riley Brown's on the podcast, talking through those big words. It I'll make sure. Riley. Yeah, it'll just be Riley doing a monologue because we're not smart enough to talk about those big words. We just leave Riley for it. <laughs> not smart enough to talk about any of this, mate. Particularly as the longer my hair grows, I feel like the less and less qualified I get to talk about this stuff. Uh, did Jesus have long hair? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know if it's right to compare my long <laughs> hair to. to, to, to... <laughs> uh, no, it's good. Too good. Well, when are you back? You got a week off then. Yeah, back for part three. And then we're into Easter. Easter. I can't wait for Easter. It's going to be good. So part four lands on Easter Sunday. So that's like the pin at the peak. Is that right? That is. is. Talk about it. Is it the music at the crescendo? Is that the right term? Ooh, look at you, (laughs) musician. Big words. (laughs) Very good. Very good. All right, we'll see you part three, Chris. Can't wait for it. And uh, enjoy your time. Enjoy your week off. I will. (laughs) See you then. See you, mate.